as a, as a reminder again, is that we have two services on Christmas Eve, uh, 5 and 7, our family service at 5 o'clock and uh, 7 o'clock, the traditional King of Life service. Uh, Dave Pettit will be playing the organ for Christmas Eve service at 7 o'clock, so we're looking forward to that as part of our traditional uh, worship experience, so we, we thank God for that. But also, the, the family service at 5, uh, they have some special lights that I was going to bring one or two just kind of show to tempt the, uh, anyone who'd like to come to the, uh, that particular service, because it's not the traditional candle, and I put the word up there, color light service, because it's all different colors of lights, I think it'd be pretty cool for our family, so if you want to come to those services, that's quite all right, but five and seven are the services that, that we have uh, coming up, and you may notice in the order of service today that we have our special music at the end, for 8.30 service as well as for the 10.45, and uh, for today, our choir will be singing a couple numbers from the Cantata, and uh, at the end, the end of our service today, have a message now and offering, so that's why you see a little bit of a difference, difference there, so that's uh, how we want to celebrate Christmas in, in these services, but uh, I believe the Spirit of God is working in, in our lives and our hearts, and God is going to do a, a new thing in our midst, and I, I praise, praise God for that. Well, this is morning's message is about a, a sneak peek, and we had, we had uh, you might say, the, our display here in different places, and last week the, the present was all wrapped, and then, well, someone just happens over the lid so we get peace and to see what it is. So let me say, well, let's just, let me just kind of show you just a little bit of what it, oh, there, that's enough, that's what you get. <laughs> but uh, to help us to, to capture, uh, you might say, in our minds about uh, what does God have in store for us on Christmas Day? We think we know, but I really believe when the Spirit is working in your heart, working in our community, working in the life of the world, that we're going to see some unexpected things happen. Unexpected. But we want to catch a glimpse, just a glimpse, of what God has for us. Well, I'm, I'm going to promise you, this is the, this is the last time I'm going to uh, talk about my daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've just noticed the past couple months I've been using, using that as illustrations and stuff. But you know the trend nowadays when young couples get married is that... Uh, you know, where the tradition was that you know, don't see the bride until the wedding day or when she walks down the aisle and so forth. And there's still those who believe that part of it. But uh, uh, what uh, my daughter and son-in-law decided to do was have a, what they call a first look, or you could call it sneak peek. But, but here are some pictures and, uh, where they hadn't seen each other yet. And here was on, I think it was on 4th Street, back behind uh, the church here on the street there and stuff. But the first picture, she, you see Eddie, she's walking, and she hasn't seen him on the wedding day yet. And then the photographer had him, Rose, turn his back to her while she's walking down the sidewalk. So the anticipation is building uh, with that. So then what happens is she makes the makes the turn, and then she approaches him and taps him on the shoulder, and then, I think you what Rose looked like when, when uh, <laughs> he saw that yeah. was Andy's reaction was, and she was quite pleased. The first look, or you might say the sneak peek of what's to happen. Well, the photographer has a very good, uh, good sense of the first looks, because there was not just one first look, there was like three. <laughs> there was this one, 
And then Dad got the first look when she came around the corner here and I saw her for the first time and we hugged and there was pictures that you could buy. And that was beautiful. And then there was Annie, my wife, her first look. So we had multiple ways of experiencing that very first time that you have to say, I saw her as a bride. And then Annie and then Rose. And the expressions on their faith the face or breathtaking. I think that's what Christmas is all about. This week, these next five days, six days, actually six, six days and 12 hours or 16 hours, something like that, uh, and so the sneak peek of catching a glimpse of what God is about to do, a sneak peek. And here's the, the felt need that I think is stirring in our hearts today. God gives us a glimpse of what can be. This Christmas, this very Christmas, I believe God has given you a glimpse of what can be. It doesn't have to be like it's always been. It can be different, completely different. Completely different. Rose and Emily, after that first look, after the wedding day, and they said yes, my dues, and all that stuff, their lives, completely different. And they're the same people, right? That when the two shall come one flesh, something totally different happens, and they're different. And they're living in, you might say, what can be every single day. God gives us a glimpse of what can be. Well, the scriptures that we heard, the scripture verses that we heard today, and I'm going to pull out a few other verses, is the first, you might say, glimpse. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. Mary and Joseph had no control over that whatsoever. Had no control. Joseph could not say, I'm not going to Bethlehem. He had to go to Bethlehem because Caesar Augustus with his authority said all those where you're from you are to go to that place and Joseph had to take Mary to Bethlehem and the glimpses that we have in our lives sometimes the glimpses come from the unlikely sources sometimes the glimpse comes from an unlikely source in this case it was government official, an outside source, someone that tells you what to do. Yeah, sometimes we don't do it, right? <laughs> the government. But here in this case, there was an outside force directing Mary and Joseph to go to a place. But it just so happened that God used this unlikely source, used the Caesar Augustus, to fulfill prophecy. Because Bethlehem was the place that the Savior was going to be born. So, in history, Caesar Augustus, you might say, gets a front row seat of allowing us to see how he was used by God to help you and I catch a glimpse of the Savior. Sometimes the glimpses of Christ come from unlikely places. Unlikely places. 
I didn't see that coming. Wow, I didn't, I didn't, God shows me something. I didn't see that coming from that voice. Here's another verse. Matthew 2, verse 12. Not only was Caesar Augustus, there was Herod, the governor. And Herod, uh, in the commentaries, it says that Herod was, was paranoid. He was so paranoid that he wanted to keep his power that he killed his wife and sons. That's how much he wanted to hold on to power. So when the wise men came to Herod saying, we are looking, we're looking for this, this person, this being, this Messiah, that seems to be something special going on. Where in your, where do you know, where in your scriptures do you know that this, this may take place? He confirms, the priests come back and tell him it's Bethlehem, and Herod says, hey, I want to worship this child too. I want to bow down and worship the, uh, this, this, this child as well from Bethlehem. Let me know, let me know when this happens and come back and give me the news. I tell you, Herod was paranoid. He didn't want to worship the Son, I mean, the Son of God. He wanted to worship this Jesus, the Messiah. He wanted to know where this child was and, you know, when he The wise men being wise, had we warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, the wise men returned to their home by another way. Another way. Sometimes the glimpse comes in the form of a dream. That form of a dream. I am, we know that we're glad that the wise men were informed of Herod's true nature, and he went home a different way. Do you still dream? Do you still dream? Does God speak to you? Has God spoken to you this Advent season? What's God asking you to, to do? What is God asking you? Where is God asking you to go? How is this God dream inspiring your life? You have to make it personal to understand where Mary and Joseph and the wise men were. We, we have to make it personal. And what is God saying to you? Or in the opposite line, you want to put emotional fear from God. Or we see breakthroughs on the horizon. What glimpses of God's dreams has God laid in your heart that you want to help fulfill? And when you hear that dream, when you see that dream, when you experience that dream, as the wise men, they went home another way. They didn't go back the same path. They knew they had to go a different direction, a different way home to, to stay away from danger. They had to go a different way. Sometimes a glimpse comes in the form of a dream. The next verse I see here is Mark 1, verse 15. This is 30 years later. See, we like to keep Jesus in the manger, don't we? We like to keep Jesus in a nice little package. Oh, look how cute Jesus is. And, oh, how adorable. Oh, let's 
how precious Jesus is that Jesus grows up. He takes 30 years. Born in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth. Here he goes, he comes from Nazareth anyway. But he comes out of Nazareth, knows he's, he is, he says himself, the son of man. The son of man. And then after his baptism, the beginning of his ministry in Mark chapter 1, he says, the time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. And that one line, Jesus, 30 years after Bethlehem, was saying that, can you catch a glimpse of it? Do you see it? Do you see it right in front of you? Sometimes the glimpse stays right in front of you. Don't we know when, when my daughter and my son all got married, they knew what he's going to look like? Come on, Nash. You forgot already what Rose looks like? You forgot what Eddie looks like? Come on. Well, they, she walks down the aisle, I give her away, and then when they come up here in the chancellor, they, they face each other. Still as bright groom, sometimes a glimpse stands right in front of you. Ah, you're the one. Oh no, but I tell couples a lot of times, once you get to this point, there's no turning back. Because <laughs> everyone's going to block the aisles. And they don't want to. Because he caught a glimpse. That's why Jesus said what he said. The time is near. The kingdom of God has come. I'm standing right in front of you. Can't you see it? And God knows that sometimes the glimpses from the unlikely sources, sometimes the dreams that we have, the voices that we hear, are not enough. Sometimes Jesus has to stand right in front of you and say, the time is now. And in Jesus' words, repent and believe the gospel. Believe the good news. That is the message. Sometimes a glimpse stands right in front of you. And then the final verse of Jesus in the Psalms and the Old Testament over and over again, this Messiah when, is, when he begins to share the truth scriptures say that he talks in parables Mark, Mark 4 verse 26 is the beginning when Jesus begins talking parables he says the king, this is what the kingdom of God is like the kingdom of God is like, and then on and on and on, all the different ways of how you can receive the kingdom of God happening in your life. The kingdom of God is like, and then in this particular parable, he says, it's like a man who scatters seeds on the ground. And once the seeds are scattered into the soil, the seed takes on, you might say, a life of its own. And it begins to grow takes root. And the scripture, in the passage it says, and Jesus said, 
and you have no control over it. You don't know how this is growing. Now, scientifically, we know today how it grows. But even the knowledge of knowing helps us understand this parable. It's that the seed starts to grow, and once it reaches to the place of being ripe, that's when you harvest it. The kingdom of God is like sometimes a glimpse is the fruit ready for harvest. Sometimes a glimpse is the fruit that's ready for harvest. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is present. The kingdom of God is right in front of us. Don't you see the fruit? This morning we see 2,000 years worth, you might say, of fruitfulness. Beginning with the birth of Jesus, and then the life of the church, and the fruitfulness that it produced. Sometimes the glimpse is the fruit that's ready to be harvested. What is this fruit? It can be peace that passes all understanding. The fruit could be faithfulness. The fruit could be uh, a renewed relationships between husbands and wives, men and women, the body of Christ. The fruit could be unity. The fruit is the gospel. The fruit <coughs> is, is grace. The fruit of Jesus Christ is right in front of us and it's ready to be harvested. The fruit is, yes, I want to put Jesus Christ first in my life and make him the one thing, the most important thing. Something wonderful is about to happen. Something wonderful is about to happen. But we as adults, we need children. <laughs> as adults, sometimes we forget that something wonderful is about to happen because of their childlike faith, because of their enthusiasm. Oh, can't we just open one present early? This week, that's why I think we want to see, have a sneak peek, a glimpse, <coughs> just a glimpse of knowing that God has something great in store for us. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, a whole new year. That's where I place my hope. Your glimpse of Christ gives you hope to go home a different person. Rose and Emmy, after they got married, is no longer darling any king. I have to call it any fair. I don't like that. But she went home a different person. And Mr. and Mrs. Rose Fair. Emmy and Rose Fair. My prayer for you is that you have a glimpse of Christ. And you leave this place a different person. That's why. Mary Joseph left Bethlehem, different people. The wise men went a different way. Jesus 
spoke in a different way. And Jesus calls each one of you to be different people during this Christmas season and the other 364 days of the year. Let us pray. Jesus, we thank you that wow, we're different people. Boy, how they are different. Boy, God, something different happened in your, in your life. God, Lord, we are different people because we can catch a glimpse of Christ and it's your grace. May we have a blessed assurance. May we have that eternity that's secure as we walk in an insecure world. May our hope be in you. May our steps be sure. May we walk with confidence knowing that all we need is a glimpse to keep us going. God, that's my hope, and I pray that's the hope of each person here. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. <coughs> ushers, I'm going to ask the ushers.